Welcome to the Spirituality for Normal People podcast. Of course, there aren't really any normal people, but every person has a spirituality, whether plumbers or politicians, firefighters or farmers, entrepreneurs or entertainers. I'm Matthew Bruff, pastor and author, bringing you tips, guidance, and practical advice for how to live out and keep the life in your relationship with God. You can find show notes, books, and more at spiritualityfornormalpeople.com. Welcome to episode six of the Spirituality for Normal People podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. Today, I have a great interview with Shannon Kaiser, who is the director of training for Fresh Expressions US. We talk a bit about that and about a bunch of the other jobs she has as well. Uh, It's a great conversation, and we talk mainly about staying on track spiritually in the midst of being busy and in the middle of just regular life and where do you see God uh, in the middle of life and how are you can how can you be responsive to opportunities to talk about God and notice where God is at work so that's kind of the main thing that we end up focusing on but there's some really interesting stuff near the end as well where we talk about fresh expressions and church planting uh, which Shannon's been really involved with, and how that's informed her spiritual life. Also, uh, some interesting stuff about her reliance on uh, friends uh, who are people of faith to get unstuck. Uh, so you'll really want to listen to uh, what she has to say about this. I really love uh, Shannon, and, and we had a great time talking about it. I also wanted to let you know today about, uh, I'm just super excited, I mentioned this on the last episode, that I've got a new book coming out pretty soon. Um, It's going to be near to the end of May, beginning of June. Uh, The book is called Let God Be Present. And uh, you might know that I've written a a different book called Let God Be God. So they're kind of in the same series. Um, The idea behind Let God Be Present is uh, it's a bit of my own difficulty that I've sometimes had where I've encountered lots of books and resources that kind of assume that uh, that basically we we want to try and seek God's presence to find God's presence, and uh, they, that's the starting point for the book. And then it's just more of a how to go about doing that and what practices to put in place in your life. And this podcast is in some ways focused around that idea, um, but this book is is more about you know, what do we do when we don't really feel like we want to have God's presence or when we're even really not thinking too much about it? Um, And uh, so we, how do we find that desire or the will to actually want more of God in our life? Um, Because I've gone through lots of times in my life where I haven't really uh, wanted more and more of God. And, uh, um, and though I might recognize it's good for me to have God in my life, there's, uh, there's certainly things that block me from pursuing God or block me from seeking out opportunities to connect more with God. So the book is really more of an exploration of those ideas, and it's in three different parts focused around three different scripture readings. Um, it's a short book, like Let God Be God was. Um, so my plan is, uh, at least for when it first launches, It'll just be 99 cents. Um, so for the ebook anyway. Uh, but if you are listening to this and you're interested in getting an early copy of the book, I will give you an early copy for free uh, of the ebook uh, if you would like one. So uh, what I ask though is if you if you want to do that, 
Um, I need your help. Actually, I need help with launching the book and so that it can get some visibility. Need people to help spread the word, especially on social media, but also through leaving a review on Amazon for the book uh, when it comes out. So uh, this is done by lots of authors and publishers uh, just to basically get out some copies in advance to people so that uh, when the launch week comes out, uh, there can be some early reviews that go up for the book um, and that people are, can share about the book with integrity because they will have read it um, rather than just sharing it based on uh, no knowledge of the book. So if you would like an early copy and would like to be part of my launch team for the book, I would love to have a whole bunch of you listeners be part of that uh, launch team. Um, so if you're listening to this uh, in real time, uh, right now it is the beginning of May 2017. Um, so, I mean, some of you might be listening to this in the future, so uh, you're not able to help out with this. But if you are listening to this at the beginning of May 2017, on May 6th, I think it is, I'm going to uh, close down the the launch team window. So if, um, if you want to be part of the launch team, you can go to, there's a website you can go to, spiritualityfornormalpeople.com slash launch. And from there you can fill out a, a form that says it's an application to to be part of the launch team. Don't be daunted by that. Just answer the questions there and put in your information and submit. If I mean, anybody who is applying, most people who are applying, um, will be like you could be part of the launch team. So don't don't worry about about the questions there. Just fill them out. They're helpful for for me. Um, to kind of know and to get some ideas of, of how better to, to promote the book. Uh, so please fill that out and uh, just hit submit. And then I get those and I'll be in touch with you uh, about uh, some of the things I might ask you to do to help out and help spread the word. So you will, if you fill that out, you'll get it. Um, you'll get a copy of the book mid-May. Um, and then near the end of May, beginning of June, uh, it'll be the time of the launch for it. So I'm just super excited about that. And uh, hope a bunch of you will take me up on uh, the opportunity to read early and just uh, and just be involved in the launch of that book. Well, on with the interview with Shannon Kaiser. Uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, I hope you really enjoy this interview today. Hey, welcome. I've got Shannon Kaiser with me, and uh, Shannon has. A whole bunch of jobs, so I'm not going to try to explain what all of those are. And I'd love, Shannon, for you to just tell us. I know you're a super busy person, so I thank you for joining me. Um, but maybe you can tell us, what are all the different jobs that you have? And that can kind of be our introduction to you a little bit. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad to be here. Um, this is what we call the gig economy, right? And so, um, yeah. so uh, there are several different things that I've got in my purview, but they're all related. One is Fresh Expressions U.S., um, uh, and it's really trying to, I, I'm the director of training for them and it's really trying to help equip and inspire and support, um, people who are trying to start fresh expressions of church. 
Um, and uh, that's a movement that started in the UK and has made its way here to North America as well. And in a in a in a changing, um, uh, more diverse, um, more secular culture, what does it look like to um, connect with people where they are and and form um, rhythms and patterns of church there, um, where people are that may not be coming looking for church. So um, that's one role. The second role I have is um, with the same kind of movement within the um, Presbyterian Church USA um, denomination and. And um, we are starting new forms of church that we um, also call new worshiping communities. And, um, and I support the resource um, that, that connects leaders with coaches. So I support a network of coaches who um, we can connect and, and really help resource those projects so they can be really intentional about what they're doing. I um, am on staff at a church that does these kinds of things, Riverside Presbyterian Church in Sterling, Virginia, that really tries to foster different expressions of church and um, really tries um, to be a blessing in the community. Um, so those are, those are my basic roles besides being a mom and a wife and a neighbor. Right. Yeah. You're, well, you're super busy. We were talking just before uh, we went onto the podcast about how busy you are. And, um, and so I, I kind of think this is a good place to start in terms of spirituality, because then how do we, um, I'd love to hear what you think about how do you live out your own spirituality or what does your own spirituality look like and your practices look like in the midst of such a, a busy uh, schedule and particularly balancing family life too. Yeah. And you know, I, what I've, I really struggled with, um, I mean, I'm busy, everybody's busy, but I, I have really tried to create some bandwidth in my life so that my first response to people isn't, Oh, I'm so busy. And yet it sometimes is. Um, but I, I feel like, um, uh, the spiritual practices that I've tried to put in place, um, are, are partly some set aside time and partly just, um, an awareness and attentiveness about going about my everyday life. Mm -hmm. So what that looks like for me, um, some specific practices that I can name, um, uh, that I've, I've tried to place into my life are, um, I'm reading the Bible through in a year and um, mm -hmm. it's been a long time since I've done that. And so I decided at the turn of the year that that was something I was going to do. I actually purchased myself a, um, a brand new Bible that has sort of the cultural backdrop of, um, of, of those ancient times and, and um, just, and, and it's some archeological things, but, but, just some cultural backdrop that helps me understand scripture as I read it. Um, and so every day I've been going through um, a reading of from the Old Testament and the Psalms and the Proverbs and the New Testament. And I will tell you and your listeners that I have attempted this before and not made it through. So, um, so this is like buckle up and try again, you know, like yeah. resilience of, okay, well, um, but this is something I really want to do. And, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her another go. Um, yeah. but this time, um, I don't know, it's just sticking. Um, and, and I don't know if it's just because, um, 
uh, I've found some, now that I work at home, I've just, I've been able to carve out some, uh, space in my morning routine. Um, and my kids drive themselves to school now, which has opened kind of a window for me. So um, something to look forward to. Something for to look forward to. Like, children you like know, it, it increases your prayer life too, by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You got more to pray for. <laughs> but, um, but I also, I have a friend who, a, a, a pastoral colleague who um, is doing some daily reflections on these same passages that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And I find myself wanting to spend some time in the morning just thinking about it myself and then wanting to spend some time in the evening hearing what he has to say about it. And I guess mm-hmm. that has been kind of reinforcing my rhythm for this. Um, cool. And so I... I'm in Leviticus now and I'm still with it. So, um, so this seems to be a practice that, um, that is meaningful to me right now, which is usually what keeps me sticking with it. Yeah. I, I managed to get through the Bible once in a year. Um, (laughs) and I I've tried more than once to do it and uh, it was only one year that I managed to do it. Um, and then kind of found other things. And I've talked to other people about how, um, different patterns work at different seasons of our life as well. So, you know, don't, I think if people are listening, don't be discouraged if you've tried to read through the Bible in the year and that's something you've tried to do and it hasn't worked. Like lots of, lots of us have done that right. um, and, and, and failed at it uh, or felt like we failed and then forget that, well, we actually read a whole bunch of scripture <laughs> and, you know, that's really good. Um, right. So I think that's important to remember as well, but it's great if you can sort of stick to a plan and a schedule and a routine. Um, also, I kind of want to ask, like, what does that morning routine look like? Like, how does that, I mean, part of it is, okay, maybe the kids have gone on their own. And then you, is, is it really that quiet after they've gone that you use for reading? It's never that quiet. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, life is, life is what it is. And especially because I travel right now um, as a part of my work to, to lead trainings and events, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't. Every day doesn't look the same. Um, And so, you know, so typically I would try to do this. You know, I I would love to say I'm like really holy and spiritual. And the first thing I do in the morning is pick up my Bible. But honestly, um, the first thing I tend to do is kind of ease myself into the day and start the coffee pot and check my emails, which mm-hmm. is so not spiritual, but, um, you know, uh, but that's what I do. Um, and, but then, um, but then after that, um, and after the kids have, have headed off to school, Um, I just kind of seize a space between kind of recognizing what I'm going to have to do for the day um, and, um, and, and, and kind of getting the family in, in their routines. And then before I really dig into the work, that's when I try to, 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 to um, pull this off. And it's not like a long period of time. It's not like I'm spending 45 minutes. It's really more like, you know, 15 minutes, something like that. Um, But what happens is I then think about it through the day. It just kind of comes to mind because I dwelt in it for a few minutes in the morning. Mm -hmm. And some of the pieces will kind of um, stick with me. One of the things my colleague Brian um, talks about is is meditating. Um, Like originally it's like 
kind of like chewing your cud originally in the language. And so it's kind of like, if you think about chewing your cud, I mean, you know, I don't want to get uh, <laughs> a graphic here, but you know, it, it, it kind of comes back up and, you know, and yeah. digests and comes back up and digests throughout the day. And that's what scripture does for me. Um, right. and so if I can find that 15 minute space in the morning, um, I don't get too caught up in like, oh my gosh, now I've got to, okay, now I've got to check off. I got to pray about this and I've got to, you know, um, just, uh, kind of, um, I don't know, like I, I've never been a journaler. I wanted to be a journaler. Mm. I know that some people take that time and really journal. I don't, um, I tend to be just more active than that. And so I just jump on into my day, but I do find myself reflecting on that. And and some of the conversations that I'll be having, like that scripture will come back to me. And so Mm -hmm. I just let that happen organically through the day. Right. Um, And especially it's surprising when, you know, all of a sudden a passage from Leviticus is coming back to you in a conversation. How did that happen? You know, what's going on here? I mean, the reality is so right now in our church, um, we've moved in, we've been moving into a new facility. At the same Mm -hmm. time, I've been reading about the tabernacle and everybody's contributions Uh and and craftspeople. So what would normally be like the dry, oh my gosh, you know, all the details about the tabernacle actually have been a gift to me as we have been as a community um, rolling up our sleeves alongside one another and doing the just the the laborious tasks of of moving into that space and making it a place where people can sense the presence of God and so um you know that's just happens to be where I am and where scripture is speaking but it wouldn't be the same last year if I were reading, you know, that is pretty cool actually. Yeah. And and I think like it's important for people to know that like, I I keep trying to emphasize this, that spirituality is not this, like, um, like you saying on my email, isn't really spiritual. Uh, and it's, it's kind of just a down to earth thing. Like it's just a regular daily in the middle of life kind of thing. It's not this woo woo up there, um, only what you hear about when Oprah's talking or whatever, right? Uh, you know, it's, um, it's just real life and it's, and it's, uh, seeing God in the presence of real life. Like the details of building construction are, are kind of boring. Um, but Hey, like you're getting to see your church work toward, uh, work toward that. And there's a whole bunch of logistics that go along with it, right? It's not just, it's not just what we would consider the spiritual side. Right. Um, there's all the practical stuff, but God is in all of that. Yeah. Um, so it is spiritual. Like God, like your email probably is spiritual because it's part of the work that you do. Um, it just might not feel that way. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about like, what if you, what about when you do get in a rut spiritually, or if you feel like I'm not really connected to God, like that, I'm, I'm glad that kind of, it seems like the, the Bible plan seems to be working for, for the last couple of months anyway. But what about those times when it's just sort of dry? Like what, what do you do in those situations? How do you get out of that or find your way through that? Um, so I will say, um, that, um, I tend to lean into friends that I respect, um, Mm. who are people of faith, um, who, um, at times where I'm feeling, um, 
kind of at loose ends or um, maybe maybe I'm feeling caught up in like the crazy or that I, um, I just feel like God seems further away than I wish God felt. Um, I usually lean into those people. Um, and I will describe kind of what's going on in my life and ask, um, not only for their wisdom, um, but we will pray together, um, Mm -hmm. and we will kind of navigate some of the challenges of life together. And that typically helps me get unstuck a little bit. Um, and, you know, and, and maybe I will, maybe I'll change things around or like I'll hear some bit, something that's meaningful for something else. And maybe I'll try that on, but I have learned over the years that oftentimes what other people say are really meaningful to them are just not, I'm just not in, that into it. Right. right? I mean, like journaling, I want to be good at journaling. I want that to be really life giving. And I find myself with a journal, even if I buy a really, you know, beautiful leather bound journal, I find myself looking at it going, gosh, I feel like I need to, you know, write something incredibly insightful in here. And then I get so caught up in how um, little insight I have or, or, or <laughs> like what I mean. And so I just, I, I, I get caught in the technicalities of that. And I, so I've discovered there are things that work for other people that just don't work for me. And I've had to just let those go, but that doesn't mean I don't get experimental. So when I hear about, um, like I learned about this pray as you go app. Um, and I, uh, and that, that is something I tried on and I love. And so when I'm commuting back and forth to the church, that is a spiritual practice I do. If I am in the car at any point during the day, um, I, I'm going to listen to the pray as you go, um, uh, you know, at the beginning of my car trip. Yeah. Um, if I'm not in the car that day, I might not listen to it, but that's sort of a spiritual practice in my car. Um, and, and I couldn't, I don't know. I could not have guessed that that was going to be so meaningful for me, but that has been. But when somebody else is really into the labyrinth or something, and I try the labyrinth and it doesn't work out for me, I've just learned to let that go. So I think when I'm in a rut, I I am open to being experimental, but I don't feel like I, I have to, um, I have to keep at it if, if it doesn't really resonate with me. Right. Right. So is there something that you, that you might go back to, like you're saying kind of community is kind of the, the thing that you, you go back to as yeah. trusted friends is that yeah. that's, that's really your main place. Um, how does your, like a lot of this is your personal stuff. How, what does this look like in your family life? Is there anything that happens in your family life that you would say is part of your spiritual practice? Um, we have regular um, family dinners. Like we try mm-hmm. to eat meals together Um on a regular basis. And so I have teenage daughters. Um, and so the kind of rhythms as a, as a family that we might have now look a little different when, than when the children were little and you could, um, you kind of run, run, run a a script a little more closely to like, you know, (laughs) like how you might want it to, um, to help want the conversation to go. Um, yeah, let's share one thing that we're thankful about today. Yeah, but you know, you know what? We um but because of what we did as a family with the kids, um, 
we do have rhythms of sharing our highs and lows together each evening at dinner mm. as teenagers, which wow. um, it's, that's just the residual of, um, of what we began when they were little. Sure. Um, every now and again, um, we will, um, I'll throw out, where'd you see God today? Hmm. Um, but mostly, um, mostly our rhythms as a family, um, everybody kind of develop, develops their own individual practices. Um, but our, ours tends to be more organic now that the kids are older, like there's teachable moments where, um, where we can engage, um, something about God's priorities or, um, you know, I have a daughter who's really into current events, one who's not at all into current events, but one who is, and, um, and there's a lot of chaos going around all around us. And so, you know, we just kind of talk about, um, you know, things seen and things unseen and, um, and just kind of having a bigger picture, um, of what, um, of just uh, being able to trust that God's in charge and that there's things beyond um, uh, just what what are right in front of us, um, yeah. and um, and but there's also um, a participation in the world where we can live out God's priorities, and we so we just have a lot of organic conversations that come out of the things that they're talking about and concerned about and interested in, and I think if we can somehow integrate faith conversation with kind of their. Um, uh, the things that they are noticing and caring about in the world around them, that it's not like, okay, we have these separate spiritual practices or these separate like holy spiritual things that we do or talk about. And then there's like this separate, like everyday life that they have. I, I keep trying to integrate that for them. Mm. Um, and, and so that's not a, that's not a prescription I can give out for anybody to follow. It's, it's more like dancing with the spirit, I guess. Yeah, but that's really good though. Um, and I think it's like, it's a good reminder that first of all, every family is going to look different and, you know, some might be a lot more structured about what they do and that's fine. Um, but it's a lot of it is about intention as well. And, you know, are you, um, and then it's eventually your, your kids as well. Are you actually thinking about, uh, God in the midst of life and and having that conversation and and taking some of those opportunities. Um, so I think there's lots of times, whether it's in the context of family or with friends or wherever it is, I feel like there's times where you feel like, oh, I sh-, you have a sense that this is really now a God conversation. And I know I, I avoid those opportunities all the time <laughs> um, where I probably should just go there with people and whether that's my own daughter or whether that's a good friend or colleague or, or whatever. Um, but it seems like that's maybe more what you're talking about as well is to just kind of take those opportunities when they arise um, because they do arise and to recognize them and, and yeah. go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we've landed. I am. Um, sometimes I wish like, Oh, I wish we were more maybe um, focused or intentional. Um, but I've just had to, I mean, these, these are preacher's kids too. Like, you know, there's this, there's this tension of, um, of, of how much is forced and how much do we just, um, um, uh, can we be responsive? And I, and I, and Mm -hmm. I have trended towards, um, responsive, um, just where we are. And, um, 
I don't know. I, uh, and I trust God with the rest. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and I had a conversation a, a little while back with a, uh, on, I think on the first episode actually. Um, but, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, family practices and, um, I know for my, for my family, it, things are really simple for us. Like we, um, you know, pray before supper and, um, we sometimes read the Bible after supper. That's kind of about it. Like in terms of formal, right. then there, then the rest is kind of opportunities as they happen. And sometimes that's, you know, months between opportunities. And sometimes it's like, wow, this week was just full of God, you know? <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I, I, I really resonate with what you're saying. I think that's, and that's great. Um, I want to ask you as well, kind of shifting back to sort of your work and what you do um, with fresh expressions and sort of church planting in general, because that's kind of what these are about, right? Is church planting, um, both fresh expressions and the work you do with the Presbyterian Church USA. Mm -hmm. Um, and how, first of all, maybe just how long have you been sort of in that world of new initiatives, uh, happening within the life of church? Do you know how long? It's been? Yeah, it's somewhere between question. ten years. Okay. okay. I mean, I mean, between the time that Yed sort of um, began to shift um, my own personal direction um, in leadership, and when um, I have had some official, you know, some more official type of capacity right. than that, but it's but it's in that realm of six to ten years. It's more than six for sure, because I'm. I think we met. <laughs> maybe six or seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because of new church, uh, conversations. So our, our it's, congregation was a new church and we came to a training at, at your congregation yeah. that you were part of leading at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and then through the coaching network, uh, kind of every it's been year the most or so. Wonderful work I've yeah. ever done the, yeah. and the hardest work, most challenging work I've ever done. Yeah. 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 So I would love to hear kind of how, being involved in that kind of work, how has that informed your view of spiritual practices or spirituality in general even? So um, this has been the richest part, uh, the richest season in my life in terms mm-hmm. of um, engaging in spiritual practices intentionally. Um, uh so I'm starting this podcast at the right time. <laughs> so I, mean, I can have you on as a guest. Is, I mean, this is... Um, I mean, this, this past 10 years, let's just say that this decade of the church planting arena, right. um, that I, that I just said has been both the most wonderful and the most challenging. Mm-hmm. I think, um, that's why it's been, um, the deepest, um, spiritually, because I think, um, because it's so challenging, there is a dependence and a desperation for God on the edges, yeah. um, uh, in these ministry edges that I find myself in, um, and so, um, I guess in other arenas of ministry, there is always something besides God to lean on. You know, there is an mm-hmm. endowment, there is a committee, there was a this or that or the other. Right. And, and these sort of pioneering ministry spaces, um, there's just <laughs> like, there's nothing else to lean on, right? But, but God, like, where else can I go? Right. You know? <laughs> And I flee from your spirit. You know, I just, there's nowhere, there's no easy answers or obvious answers. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think things are so in flux now. 
um, that I'm desperate for God maybe in ways that I wasn't before. Right. And, um, and that has made me hungrier um, for God. It has given me the passion to pursue God um, more deeply and more vulnerably. Um, and that in, uh, in return has meant it's been a deep spiritual time for me. Um, I will also say that I find those with whom I'm doing this work, those other leaders who are out on these desperate edges are inspiring to me. And they also tend to be people who engage in um, deeply vulnerable spiritual practices. And I think, um, uh, I think, um, being in or intersecting with those kinds of people, um, uh, I don't know, it's an encouragement and an inspiration to me. Um, and so I think, um, that has spurred me, um, in my own spiritual growth during this time as well. Um, I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I think that there is an element of um, leaning into others who are doing this kind of work um, mm-hmm. that, that, that gets back to the community piece or the people I'm leaning into when I'm in a spiritual rut. Um, because I think this can be um, sometimes a lonely endeavor um, uh, sometimes misunderstood, um, especially by church people. Um, and so, um, and, and I think it's, um, I don't know, uh, being connected with some of these people has reminded me that I'm not going it alone. Um, and that, um, that I don't have to be an isolationist in, in this. Um, and I think we encourage one another as we pursue God. Right. I was reminded to, I was just at um, the, the training event for, for coaches for New Church Development, where you were leading it. Um, mm-hmm. and it was great. That was back in January. And there was, a, there was a moment, I without getting into the whole thing, but there was a moment where um, it was just, you know, getting people to decide, are you going to go and work on this in this group or that group or this group? And I think there was about four or five groups that you're asking people to, to think about it. And you just stopped and said, okay, so we're just going to pray and you know, then just go where you think you're, you're led to go. And, and it wasn't anything spectacular. And I think everybody in that room who have been coming to these kinds of events, many of them for many years, uh, that just seemed so natural and normal. But I think about other contexts that I'm in where it, that isn't necessarily natural and normal to, right. to stop in the middle of the meeting or the work thing that you're doing, even for the church, and to say, well, just, just so you have a sense for where you want to go, why don't we stop and pray for that right now with this one-minute prayer or this two-minute mm-hmm. prayer? Mm-hmm. And so those events where, where you've been leading and others who you've had the opportunity to work with, I've always appreciated those that the prayer is just right in the middle of everything we're doing and, uh, and taking time to try to sense, well, what is it that God is, is wanting us to do here? And where is God leading us? And if that changes the plan of what we're doing this week, okay, that's fine. Um, but you're all also really good planners. Um, so there is a plan, but it's held loosely and you're, you allow the spirit to do the spirit's work, which I just think is phenomenal. Um, but I think some of that relates to that whole new church 
a startup kind of mentality because things change rapidly um, in those contexts. And you might be doing something very different in six months time than, than what you imagined you'd be doing. So that flexibility, I think, is really yeah. I think too. that's I think that's true, and and I um, you know, I, I think um, man, I, and I am a planner. I mean, I like to be organized and thorough, but I but along the way, I um, I, I have discovered how to how to how to plan with some framework, but to leave mm-hmm. some space for God in the midst of that. Yeah. And I feel like I've been working on that in my own life and daily rhythms as well. So that, yes, there are days when I will run to the grocery store and try to get my gallon of milk as fast as I can. But I've also tried to um, create space in my life that I can walk into the grocery store um, kind of in partnership with God with eyes wide open if there's conversations I'm supposed to have. And, um, and that has just been um, a surprising, um, it's been full of surprising opportunities. Um, and that's probably something over the last four years I've really been trying to practice um, uh, and you know, when I walk the dog, uh, sometimes I'm just walking the dog. Um, and, and, uh, but sometimes I'm really praying, um, for the neighborhood, um, and the people I'm passing. I mean, sometimes I'm praying just about things in my life or my work, but sometimes I'm literally walking by houses and, and mm-hmm. praying for those families. And, and I just sometimes will be surprised by the things the spirit shows me during that time. And it's not like I get some, you know, lightning bolt to the head, but I I just notice people in a different way. And um, I notice opportunities for conversations and I Mm -hmm. try to step into them. And so I think it's the same way. Like, how do you, how do you allow the bandwidth in your just, um, your very being and going through the motions of, work and planning these things how do you leave space for the spirit um and take deep breaths and open your eyes along the way yeah everything you're saying is reminding me of two things in in scripture um this this latest thing is kind of reminding me of when jesus jesus is on a mission has a purpose is trying to get you know get his purpose done and his message out yet there are interruptions that he stops and and has compassion for. Um, so we just read, you know, Jairus's daughter, um, and uh, he gets uh, news she's sick, and so off he goes. And on the way, there's the woman who has been hemorrhaging for 12 years, um, who touches his robe, and he stops. And there's a whole conversation. There's a whole other story in the middle of that, and the and the daughter ends up dying. And it seems like it's going to be tragedy. And then he raises her back to life. And it's just sort of, Jesus just stops along the way for, you know, whatever it is that the spirit is doing in that moment. I think that's kind of, that's kind of neat to, to see. Like if we're going to model ourselves on the way Jesus conducted ministry, then how are we allowing ourselves those opportunities to, to be interrupted? I think we also need to make sure that we focus on our work and not just let the interruptions guide our entire day but also make the space for the, for the interruptions that are really from the spirit that we are to be attentive to. 
Right. There's this tension, right? So, so, you know, there's another scripture where Jesus sends out his disciples two by two and tells them not, you know, like to, you know, not to get distracted along the way. So, right. That was the other one I was thinking of because he says, don't take anything with you. Um, so the first thing you were talking about, about, you know, I only got God to rely on here. So it really develops your trust. Um, that that's the same scripture, right? Like it's just, you know, don't get distracted on the way and also don't take anything with you because you've really just got to focus on, on God here. Like I imagine that's a, that's an amazing faith building exercise. Here you go, go on a mission trip, but don't take anything. Right. <laughs> don't worry. There'll be manna. You'll just eat. Right. Yeah. People yeah. will take you in. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. And I guess, you know, I, but I just want to make sure that anybody who's listening understands like, um, it's always a tension, right? Yeah. And I never, I, I, I have no idea day by day if I'm getting it right or, you know, like uh, what, uh, what interruptions to, to um, you know, be attentive to and when to, you know, when to plot ahead. Um, and I think, um, I think the other thing is, I think there are definitely days that I'm uh, more aware of what God's putting in my path and other days that I'm just so caught up in my own agendas, um, Mm. that it's harder for me to see. Like I, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm on a constant roller coaster on that. Some days I, I just, I feel more in tune and, um, and open, um, and, and others, I, I just feel, you know, stressed or, you know, there's just, there's a lot on my plate and I'm, um, I'm, I'm probably, um, going to be barreling through, um, less attentively. So I just want to make sure that people understand that it's, uh, that I'm a work in progress as we all are. We all are. Yes. Don't worry. If they're listening to this podcast by now, they know the title of the podcast and (laughs) they know that it's spirituality for normal people and that there's not really any normal people. Right. Um, So life is what it is. And I think everybody's got a spirituality, whether you, whether you think you do or not. Um, but, uh, but it's just in real life. Like it's not, everybody is not a desert father or mother out, you know, that like, that's not, that's not, it's not as though that is the pinnacle of Christianity and that you've got to be on that spiritual mountaintop for your life. And that's what you're working towards. Um, to me, Jesus came to the, to the regular people and to walk out, among them, you know, right. in everything. And, so. and, and the village is dusty and chaotic and loud yeah. and, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's just, that's just where, that's where I live too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, even the, even the desert fathers and those who decide to, you know, take a vow of silence when, when you read some of their writings, they actually are talking about real engagement with the world. So, you know, the, usually they are trying to talk about re-engagement as well as like there are the places of solitude that's important, but it's part of it is purpose is to re-engage with the world. Right. Um, So yeah, anyway, that's kind of just a side reflection there, but yeah, (laughs) I I think it's a good reflection to have. Uh, We've, we've gone quite a while already, so um, I should probably wrap up. Uh, But can you tell people if, if people were trying to be in touch with you online, where do they find you? Um, probably the best place to find me is at Fresh Expressions US. Um, and that's where um, I spend two thirds of my time, and that's yeah. the easiest place uh, to find me. So, freshexpressionsus.org. 
Okay. And if anybody is happens to be listening who is interested in fresh expressions, or if they happen to be in the Presbyterian Church USA and are interested in new worshiping new communities, communities, they should be in touch with you. Right? Sure. I would love, I would love <laughs> so, to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they want to lead something like that and be trained because that's your, that's your thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you so yeah. much, Shannon. Really. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Don't forget to check out the show notes at spiritualityfornormalpeople.com. There you can sign up to get the free short guide called Six Tips to Get Consistent in Connecting with God. And when you do that, you'll also get the latest updates and news from the blog, plus book announcements and anything else I may be working on. So head over to spiritualityfornormalpeople.com and sign up. Thanks for listening today and take care.